Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The faith we live by. The faith you and I live by. The faith that brought us together into those doors. The faith. Our faith is more than just believing. It's trusting our lives to what we believe in and who we believe in, church. Many Christians all over the world boldly live their Christian faith by great cost in some of the most dangerous places in this world, all to follow Jesus Christ. The faith we live by. People put their lives on the line every day for this faith that we live by. The faith we live by is in God and God's plans for our lives. God blessed us with this faith and and we and he has said to us, uh, follow my son with everything you have. And we said, yes, God. He said, have faith in my son. Abide in my son. Abide in his word. And we said, yes, God. Faith in God says that we are willing to trust God with our very lives, church. That we, that we are willing to trust God's plans for our lives. We are willing to follow his guidelines for our lives that are outlined in the Bible. All because we have the conviction that that is what's best for us. Living by our faith says that we are even willing to be okay with being in the minority, that we are willing to be okay as seen as foolish to many people, as we see those in their unbelief as foolish. Living by faith means willing to be an outcast, even willing to be what? Left out. Left out. Because we're not willing to compromise the faith that we live by. We are willing to be different. We are willing to endure ridicule and persecution, all because that we are so sure that what we believe in is true and that the Christian life that we live now is best for us now, here on earth, and for eternity. 2 Corinthians says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we live. We live for the invisible living God. And as we walk, church, as we walk, we have the privilege to look to our many brothers and sisters in faith who have walked this path before us. Their lives and the many lives of our brothers and sisters in the Bible can teach us so much about how to live this life of faith boldly and creatively as we follow Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow 
Christ. One of, one of the, the meanings of the word elder in the Bible is, is biblically qualified. We have a lot of biblically qualified elders that can show us not only how to live this life of faith, how to walk this life of faith, but how to also endure this life of faith, church. The faith we live by is living for Jesus. The faith you and I live by, church, is living for Jesus. Jesus is God's very plan for all of our lives, for all of our lives. You cannot come to know Jesus and be the same. You cannot come to know Jesus and be the same. Jesus Christ will change your life forever. Do I have any witnesses? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Following Jesus, church, transforms your past and transforms your presence because your past has been forgiven. And you are now a redeemed child of Christ. Today, today, you are made new in Christ. Following Jesus transforms your words. It transforms your actions because he changes your heart and he renews your mind. Following Jesus transforms your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions because now your will is his will, church. His will. Jesus changes everything about us. Everything about us. Now let me ask you, are you changed today? Are you changed today because you know Jesus? Because you are willing to follow God's plan for your life, which is his son, Jesus. Are you changed today, church, today? We as Christians are called Christ followers, and following Christ transforms us. It transforms us. See, the old you... The old you before Christ is dead. The new you in Christ has arrived, so there must be change. There must be change if you are living by your faith. Must be change. Living by faith begins by listening to the Lord. Listening to the Lord. Our ears, our ears are far more important to living by faith than we can ever imagine, than we can ever imagine. The Bible tells us. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. We want faith, we listen to the word of Christ. The word of Christ is the message of salvation, church, to all people, to all people. God desires this faith that we live by for all people. God doesn't just want us here at Capital City Church to have a blessed life. He wants all people to experience a relationship with Jesus Christ, a blessed life in abundance through his spirit, through his spirit. Romans 10, 11 through 13 says this, as the scripture says, anyone, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly 
blesses all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, hallelujah, will be saved. Will be saved. That, that, no one's left out of that. Whatever you did last night, you're not even left out of this. You're not. Jesus is Lord over all and Lord for all. Over all and for all, church. No matter who you are, your past or your present, you can be rescued and brought into the family of God, his church. No matter your past, no matter your present, you can be rescued and brought into the family of God, into his church, into his church. That means the word of Christ, the word of salvation, the word of forgiveness, the word of righteousness, the word of holiness, the word of justification, the word of sanctification, the word of glorification, the word of being changed, the word of being transformed. It all belongs to you, the one who believes by faith. It's all the word of Christ. In all the word of Christ, which is the faith that God desires for all people to know and to live by. It's all the word of Christ. And the plan of God is for us to know it and to live by it, giving him glory. Giving him glory. But how can one live by faith if one don't hear or listen to the word of faith? If one don't open the book of faith, if one don't enter into a house that is teaching the word of faith, that, it, that don't enter into a house that is not sharing the word of faith, how can one have faith? Romans 10, 14 to 15 says this. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how, can, how will anyone go and tell them without being sick? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Hallelujah. The Great Commission, church, the Great Commission is for everyone. We are all called to share the gospel. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, you. We are all called to share the gospel. Someone encouraged me not too long ago. He said, he said, Ron, and, and, and man, it just enlightened me and brought new life to me. To new life to this being a pastor. He said, Ron, you don't, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to be really uh, called to serve. You don't have to be really, you don't have to hear a yes from Jesus to serve. <laughs> You don't have to hear a yes from Jesus to serve. You don't have to wait on that voice. 
to serve because that's all we're doing is serving. You don't have to hear a yes. That's what he wants. You don't have to, <laughs> whoo, you don't have to feel that lightning bolt shot shoot through you to, to serve. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It takes the pressure off of you. Because all we're doing is serving. God has called me in this particular place to serve his word, to bring forth his word to his people so y'all can hear his word. The Great Commission is for everyone. For everyone, church. We're all called to share the gospel. But a lot of people, church, are unnecessarily depressed. Unnecessarily discouraged. The reason why? They're not sharing the gospel. <laughs> They're not sharing the gospel. They end up self-absorbed, self, uh, self-righteous. Self-focused, the word says, how beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of them who preach the gospel of peace, of peace, sharing the good news. If you want beautiful feet, if you want lively feet, if you want happy feet, share the glorious good news of Christ. <laughs> because... Because how can people believe in Christ if they don't hear about him? Who do you know that needs to hear the message of Christ? Who in your circle, in your life, you know that needs to hear the message of Christ? Who do you know that needs to hear that they are forgiven? That they are unconditionally loved? Who do you know that needs to hear that there is hope for them yet, right? That's why we need to share the good news. Who do you know that needs to hear good news? Who do you know? Faith in, in, in Christ's church changes us. It changes us. Who do you know that needs change in their life? Who do you know that needs change in their life. Who has God appointed you to in your life that needs these things? Think about it. People are not in your life for no reason. God has purpose. See, the goal of faith, church, is to save us from our wicked ways. It is to be renewed in our thinking, to be transformed in our ways to enlighten us with the truth of forgiveness, of hope, and eternal life, church. People need that. People need that. God's word enters into our hearts, into our ears. Then we begin, his word begins to transform our hearts, our minds, our feet, our hands. See, Nothing good can come out of our mouth if the good news of forgiveness and hope in Jesus don't first come into our ears. Nothing good can come out of our mouth if it don't first enter into our ears. You ever heard someone talk that don't know Christ? 
is gibberish, basically. Gibberish. What are they talking about? It's like a foreign language. Because we were once there. We was once foreigners. See, living by a faith church is listening and obeying to the word of Christ, to the Lord's word, his word of forgiveness. It creates the bold faith and the courage we need to walk by faith in this life. If I did not, if I did not believe that I was a forgiven child of God, I could not stand before you right now today and preach this word. I would be a broken man. But the faith I live by tells me that my sins are washed away as white as snow by the blood of Jesus. And so I stand before you, not a broken man, by faith. By faith, church. The Lord speaks and we must listen. The Lord speaks and we must listen. That's how we grow from one level of faith, church, to another. We listen. We listen. In Paul's letters to the Romans and the, and the Galileans, Paul stresses the fact that sinners cannot be justified by works. That they cannot be justified by works only Justification comes in faith in Christ. The Bible tells us that when someone believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that that person is then identified with Christ in the present, in the past, being declared as righteousness, in the present, growing into righteousness, and in the future, being presented as perfectly righteousness. And these aspects are seen in Galatians 2.20, church, and Paul is speaking. Paul is speaking. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the present, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this, these words are no longer Paul's words. These words are our words. So we ought to be declaring this over our life. So let's say it with me. Let us read this together. And the I is for you. The I is for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. That's who you are. That's who you are. Own it. Own it, church. Own it. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You just confess who you are. That's who you are a child of God. See, Paul tells them that living by faith is dying to the Old Testament law of works, church, so that they might now live for God. And he gave them the example of himself, not by being justified by works, but being justified by his faith in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
that he, it is he that no longer lived for himself, but he now lived for the Son of God, that he is no longer, that he is now a changed man, formerly known as Saul, now known as the Apostle Paul, a man of God, a man that boldly and courageously uh, uh, shared the gospel that once persecuted Christians and now is one of the greatest Christians of all time. And but sadly, many of the Jews in that day and many Christians here today, church, there is little to no connection of what they say they believe and actually what they practice. Their beliefs do not affect their behavior. Basically, Paul wants them to understand and also us here today that works cannot send you to heaven. Cannot send us to heaven. Those good deeds, they count, but they really don't count for heaven. They don't count for heaven. And the freedom that we have as Christians, we have it because of Christ. And it's not of the work of our hands or the work of our feet. It is the belief in our heart that will save us, and that will transform us. It's the true belief in our hearts. That's why Christ said that he knows the heart. He knows the heart. See, those deeds that we may do, they might be just for show. He knows whether or not they come from the heart. We can't judge the heart. We see it for what it is, but the Lord knows. Lord knows. So pray that he gives us a, a clean heart. Clean heart. It's the belief in the hearts, church, that will save us and that will transform us. And sadly, many people today believe that true freedom, true freedom is living by the standards of this world. True freedom is, is, is by living by the standards of this world. Many people believe that today. Many Christians has reverted back into the world because that's what they believe. But the Bible tells us where the spirit is, there is what? Freedom. There was freedom. So the ultimate difference lies in what? The question is authority. Authority. The Bible tells us that God sets the standards about what's real and true and what's lasting. The worldly perspective is that we all get to, to make up our own standards and live by them. But the Christian must always remember that worldliness and living by the flesh leads to destruction. It leads to death. It leads to bondage. But living by faith leads to freedom and life. And we must never forget that as, as Christians. See, living by a faith church is not a stronghold. It's not a stronghold. It's not a punishment like many would tell you. It's not a punishment. Living by a faith gives you the opportunity to know the truth and also to live by the truth, church. The truth that Satan and his forces don't want you to know. The truth that many in this world do not want you to know and they won't even tell you. They won't even stir you in the right direction. 
They will watch you slowly die. See, the fact that we don't have to live a life of sin anymore, they won't tell you that. They won't tell you that. That we don't have to succumb to the, to the lies of Satan. That we don't have to succumb to the evil of this world, the, the abuse, the, the temptation of drugs and, and alcohol, the peer pressure of sex, sexuality, bullying, and, and gangs. We don't have to live in depression or anxiety anymore, church, anymore. We don't have to follow the ungodly patterns of this world anymore. See, we can be free from the strongholds of those things that we, we ourselves allow to hold us back from living a life in faith. You can be free if you want to be free, church. There's no stronghold. If you are in Christ, there's no stronghold that can hold you down. There's not enough alcohol in this world. If you want to be free from it, you can be free from it. There's not enough drugs in this world. If you want to be free from it, you can be free from it. There's not a, a, a abuse, any abuse. You can be free from it in Christ. You don't have to stand for it. The bullying, you don't have to stand for it. You don't have to join a gang to be free. We choose to be in bondage. If you are stuck in anything right now, it's your choice. It is your choice. How can you claim Christ and live in bondage? It don't work like that, church. We can't say he's our Lord. He's our king of kings, but we are living in bondage. If the spirit lives in you, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom. And living by our faith is an act of now, of now, church, in the present. Paul says, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. That means now. It's not waiting till we come a certain age to try to live a righteous life. No. No. It's not waiting till we're near death to say, if I make it out of this, Lord, I'm going to follow you. No. See, we can't declare our faith in our death. It's too late. It's too late. The object of faith, the object of our belief, the obli object of our trust, which every Christian is to live by, is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. He is the object of your belief. He is the object of your trust, of your faith. It's our Lord, Jesus Christ. The song says what? We look to you. We look to Christ. We look to Christ. And so what happens now while we're living in the flesh? See, you can't say you have faith and live for the world, church. You can't say you have faith and living for the world. You can't say you have faith 
in Christ and live for the world. Jesus himself in Revelations, what did he say? He said, I will spit you out if you try to play me like that. <laughs> you can't live for the world and for Christ. Those are his words. His words. His words. Headline news. Headline news. News flash. That's not what Christians do. News flash. That's not what Christians do. Another news flash. Christians live by faith in Jesus Christ. That's the news flash. That's headline news tonight at 7. <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of Christians that don't live that way, that don't believe that some kind of way. So that's headline news. Headline news. Channel 19. Hallelujah. <laughs> the faith we live by, church, is to live trusting Jesus who loved us to the point of dying in our place. Simple as that. Simple as that. Romans 3, 24 and 25. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People, we, are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus purchased our salvation. He purchased our freedom from death. He freed us from the bondages of this world and of Satan. Everything that is holding you back from giving your life to Christ, for living a life of faith in Jesus Christ, he has freed you from it with his life on the cross. When he rose from that grave, all your strongholds was broken. Was broken, church. Broken. How many excuses do we have? None. None. Jesus hung on the cross for our excuses. For our excuses. He hung on the cross and was nailed to the cross for every excuse that we can come up with. They beat him. They ridiculed him. They put him to shame. Made him carry his own cross for our excuses. For the same excuses that we bring today that he has freed us from. See, our trust in Jesus, church, should be constant throughout our entire life. Our hope in Jesus should be constant throughout our entire life. Our faith in Jesus should be constant throughout our entire life. A debt that we could not pay, church, has been paid. Has been paid. 
That's what Paul is trying to tell the Galatians that to understand. But they were being told to put their faith in their works. Works or Christ. It's not a choice. Unless you're living for self. Because you want the glory. You want the glory of being saved, sanctified, glorified. You don't want Christ to have the glory of saving you, of freeing you. That's what you're doing. We're hindering Christ's glory when we don't live by the faith that we have. He's not being glorified in our lives if we're not living by that faith that God has so blessed us with. How will God be pleased with us today? All these things, church, we are going to have to answer for, right? See, Paul was trying to get them to understand that. Basically, placing the power to be saved, to be free of sin, to be free of strongholds, to be free of temptation, they was placing all of that faith to be overcomers within themselves. And the Bible tells us we cannot do that in our own strength. But through Christ, who strengthens us, we can do all things. All things. See, when we decide to go our own way and not live by our faith, we're saying that. We're saying that. We are saying that Lord, I don't need your help. I can live this life, Lord. I got this. I got this. I got the evil of this world. I can handle Satan on my own. It's no problem. The problems that of this world, the chaos, the turmoil, oh, they're not going to bother me. I got this. I got this. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. So this week, if you choose not to Walk in your faith, not to live by your faith. And when those attacks come, you got it, right? You got it. Ain't no need of calling on the Lord if you got it. Huh? If you had it yesterday, you might as well have it today. Don't have it one day and, and, and have it the next. Don't work like that. Either you're going to have it or you're not. We shouldn't play with the Lord like that. We shouldn't play with the Lord like that, church. But the gospel tells us that Jesus paid the price. That Jesus paid the price. And it's only through Jesus that we as Christians have the freedom, that we have the power to live as we ought to. We don't have that power within ourselves. We cannot, we cannot be overcomers within ourselves. Understand that we cannot be overcomers within ourselves. No matter how much the world tells you, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do that. Yes, but with Christ you can. With Christ you can. With Christ you can. That means you're not meant to live this life alone. Christ is with you. He's in you. You're never alone. Never alone. God has blessed you with faith. God has placed that faith in you. 
to walk through these doors of the church to give him honor, to give him praise, to give him glory. God did that in you, in you, because he loves you. He loves you. What a gracious God. <laughs> what a loving God. Thank you for your faith, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can't just say we have faith, church. We have to live by it. We have to live by it. We have to live by it. We have to break those chains. We have to break those shackles. We're still walking around in shackles and chains. But you don't see the break that Jesus already did. They're broken. And you're still walking around like this. Your mind is closed. And Jesus has freed your mind to give you all understanding, all the spiritual blessings. How foolish are we not to receive it, right? But that's us in our flesh, see? See how we go back. Things that we do reminds us that we're living in our flesh constantly. And we have the, the Spirit uh, uh, gives us discernment and conviction over things when we're walking in our flesh to correct, correct us. And we must listen. We must listen. And finally, in closing, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Do that mean anything to anybody today? The righteous shall live by faith. Man, I pray so much to be just righteous. To constantly walk in right standing with God. Whew. That's not a punishment. That's not a punishment. We are made righteous in Christ, so we shall live by faith. We shall live by the words of Christ and the guidelines of the Bible. This will never go into extinction, it will never lose its value. Never, ever. If you want your children, your grandchildren, their children, and on down the line to live a good life, they will read the same words of Christ that God wants you to read. Nothing will change. Nothing will change. The infallible word of God, the righteous, shall live by faith. But how can we know it if we don't open it and read it and be in the house that shares faith, that shares the gospel? How can I know you if I'm not around you? If I don't hear your heart talk, I don't know you. Get to knowing the righteous shall live by faith. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Paul says this, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. The good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. There's anyone who want to be made right in God's sight? The good news tells us, the Bible tells us, this is accomplished from start to finish 
By what? Hallelujah. By faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Hallelujah. These two verses, church, is the major theme of their whole entire Bible. Excuse me. God's gift of salvation, of spiritual salvation, and a right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the whole entire Bible. That's what it leads to. A right relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. From Genesis to Revelation, everything in between leads to faith in Christ. Which allows you and me to have a right relationship with God. We should never be ashamed of the gospel. Because it's good news for everyone. It's good news for everyone, but the problem is with the world, no one wants to share good news today. If bad news, it would go out quickly. Quickly. But this good news that brings the message of hope and life to all people, this is the good news that Satan don't want us to share. Satan doesn't want us to know, church. See, and when we listen to Satan, what happens? What happens when we hide our faith? What happens when we keep our mouths closed about our faith? We're ashamed to share our faith. We're ashamed of our faith. We're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Ashamed of or afraid of expressing the truth to those that need it. The truth about living by faith. What happens is maybe we're hindering someone in our circle. Someone that's beside us every day. Someone that trusts us. Maybe we're hindering them from knowing forgiveness. From knowing unconditional love. From knowing that they don't have to conform to the patterns of this ungodly world. From knowing the truth. From knowing the truth, our children, our loved ones, our grandchildren, our closest friends, they all might go to hell because we withheld our faith. Because we withheld our faith. We allow Satan to keep our mouths closed. Closed. We decided to compromise what we believe in. We decided to compromise our faith for the world, for somebody, for somebody. We decided to watch those closest to us die slow. That's what happens when we keep our mouths closed, when we keep our faith just to ourselves. It's all about me and my faith. While everybody around you are dying and, and you are in their life to help them. God has placed you in their life to, to help them. Once you get it, you share it. We should never be ashamed to share the gospel. We should never be selfish in our faith. You never know those around you. You're the only faith they know. 
They say, you know, maybe the only Jesus they know. We have to be aware of this in the church. We have to be aware. See, the righteous person, the one that's in that right relationship with God, the word says they will continue to live by faith from the start through all that chaos, through all that trouble, through all their sorrows, through all their grief, the temptation, without compromise, without compromise. Growing from one level of maturity, one level of faith to another, to the very end, to the very end. And in that progress, along that progress, that path of righteousness, church, if we decide to live by our faith, along that path of righteousness, because through the faith that you live, a life that God has blessed you with, and you decided to live by that life, to glorify God and not to glorify yourself. When it's your time, when it's my time to leave this earth, you will get that approval from God. The ultimate approval of well done, my good and faithful servant, by living a life of faith. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand. God, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Father. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for just enlightening us. Your word gives life, God. Your word gives hope, God. Your word gives understanding, God. Your word gives peace, God. It lets us know that we are loved, almighty God. It lets us know that we are together, that we are not alone in this walk of faith, God. It lets us know, God, that you are near, that you are with us, that you have us, God, in the palms of your hand, God. Your word is life-saving, God. Your word is worth living life for, almighty God. The word of Christ that is seated into our hearts and to our minds, God, I pray right now today that it never leaves us, that it never leaves us, that it flows through our body just like the blood flows through our body, God, that the word of Christ, the word of faith just stays with us, God. No matter whether we fall off track or not, God, that your word picks us up, God. It's seated into our blood veins, God into our muscles, into our bones, God. It's the very thing that keeps us going, our faith, God. So we thank you for our faith, God, because it's you who has given us the faith that we have. And I say this, God, I say this, and I hope to speak for everyone at the sound of my voice, that we will be glad to continue to live this life of faith in Jesus Christ because it is not a punishment. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. We love you, Father. We thank you for all that you do, Father. I ask that you just cover this congregation, uh, their families, their loved ones, God. And allow anyone in here that, that don't know the Lord, that don't have that faith, God, that haven't accepted that faith from you, God, that the day be the day of salvation, God, that they receive that faith into their lives, God. And allow them to enter into a church, God, um, that, will, that will give them understanding of what they have done, God. 
We're here at Capital City Church, God. You have opened our doors to the community of Eau Claire and the community all over this city, God. And we will be gladly to welcome them into our house of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. The church said amen. These altars are open. <laughs>